Our series for this month has been Building Extravagant Givers, and we kicked off our series, and we first began talking about the joy of giving by way of recap. We talked about the fact in that particular message, how that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we really highlighted the fact that God really wants us to embrace this principle, because I believe that to the extent that we embrace that principle, we will be more happy. Because God has designed us, particularly those who are redeemed, he's designed us to be givers. And I really believe that we will experience a flow of God's grace when we really begin to take joy in sharing and giving to other people. Last week, we talked about the principle of the first. We talked about the fact that God owns it all. And as a consequence of him happening to own it all, then he has a right to dictate the terms uh, of, of how we spend his money. And so we talked about keeping God first in our resources. And um, because we understand that when we prioritize, when we keep God first, everything else sort of falls into place. I want you to think about that from a life standpoint, that when God is, when God is, 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 is first in your life, in other words, when you're honoring him and it begins really with your life and then with your finances, when you do that and you put him first, it's amazing how things begin to fall in order in your life. And that is something that uh, the Bible says that we're to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God says all these things will be added unto you. That's God saying, listen, put me first. I'm the creator. I'm the one who gave you all these things. Worship me first. Honor me first. Uh, support the work that I want. Do what I believe is most important. And God is saying, then watch what I do in your life. So today we want to continue in that particular vein. And we're going to talk about faith. Now, we, we saw a video uh, this morning, and it was really a good video. It's talking about a woman uh, who through faith, who just really thought about the idea of tithing and giving God a certain percentage of money, which is so uh, difficult for her because of her financial status. But amazing, she talked about how that when she made a commitment to just start giving to God on a consistent basis, and she started doing it by faith, then amazingly, God began to open doors. Now, I want you to understand something. So this message today is entitled Extravagant Faith Giving extravagant faith giving. Now, extravagant giving begins with faith. And there's a supernatural element that I think that we got to capture that I think sometimes we miss. Because how many know that our God is a supernatural God? And, and God truly does want to open up the windows of heaven and God wants to pour out a blessing. But here's the thing, church. We got to believe God. We have to be at a point that when God says do something, that we simply respond and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to step into it. I'm going to believe you. In fact, uh, I want to say this statement. I, I even wrote it down, so I, I wanted to put it this way. But if we're to receive extravagant blessing, because our series is about extravagant, that's our word for the month. If, we're, if we are to receive extravagant blessing, which results in extravagant giving, then we first have to have extravagant faith. Let me say that again. If we're to receive extravagant blessing, which results in extravagant giving, then we first must have extravagant faith. Because here's what you got to understand. That, that God is motivated 
And God is moved when we believed him. And I want you to think about it because we're, we're talking about giving. We're talking about being extravagant givers. But, but I want you to look at it from a broader perspective. In the Bible, you will discover, when you read the Bible, you will discover whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, God always caused great things to happen in the life of his people when they believed him. In other words, there's a track record in, record in the Bible where the people of God had to trust him. They had to take that first step. So God wants to move. God wants to bless. But he requires us to take a step of faith. Now, I'll give you an example. For an example, David didn't feat, he didn't defeat Goliath until he, by faith, charged toward the giant. You remember how everybody else was afraid, afraid to, to face Goliath? But David was a, David had, had bold faith in God. And David took a step of faith and he challenged his Goliath and he defeated Goliath because he believed. You think about Moses. Moses is, is considered a great man of faith. Moses and the people, uh, they did not overcome the Red Sea. You remember when they were running from Pharaoh and they came to that Red Sea and Pharaoh's army was on their backs. And it wasn't until you remember the people started crying. Oh, what are we going to do? And God spoke to Moses. He said, tell my people to take a step of faith. Keep moving forward. And when the, it wasn't until watch this church till the people took a step of faith till they believed God that the, that that watch this a supernatural blessing occurred. I want you to get that in your spirit. See, had they stood there at that Red Sea at that particular moment and just cried and boohoo, Pharaoh's army would have wiped them out. I really believe that. But because they took that step of faith, miracle happened and the Red Sea parted and they walked on dry land. The walls of Jericho. I'm just giving you a couple of examples. You remember that, that uh, Joshua and the team that was walking around the walls of Jericho. And the walls came crumbling down, but the walls didn't fall down until they marched around by faith for seven days. It seems like a dumb thing. Now, here's what you got to understand about God. God oftentimes is going to require us to do things that does not make sense in the natural. And now this is something that you got to get. Now, you hear me talk about this all the time. You always hear. But here's the thing that, that, that you serve a supernatural God. Now, supernatural blessing is available to those who will activate their faith and believe God. You remember that Jesus said in one place that he was, de he was desperate to do miracles. But he said, I couldn't do too many works there be because the people didn't believe. And so it was their unbelief that put a cap on what Jesus did. So I want you to understand that. So, so the wall of Jericho, remember? It doesn't make sense. Why am I going to walk around the wall? God, just knock the walls down. Seriously. Why do I need to walk around the wall for seven days? Come on, church. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we serve a God who spoke the world into existence, who hung the stars in the sky, the moon. God, why do you want me to walk around the stupid walls of Jericho for seven days? God, just take the wall down. God says, no, no, I want you to do what I say. I want you to trust me. Just do it. And how many know that when they walked around on that seventh day, God said, I don't want you to make a sound. But on that seventh day, I want you to shout. And how many know that on that seventh day, when they shouted, bam, the walls came down. It was supernatural move. And it happened because the people took a step of faith and they did what God said. You got to understand. How many of you remember the woman with the issue of blood? You remember her? Hemorrhaging blood for 12 long years, spent everything, doctors couldn't heal her, anything. All of a sudden, she hears about Jesus. The woman could have stayed in her room and just said, well, you know, I'm just going to sit here and die. But she heard, and, and then watch this, church. 
The Bible says she pressed through the crowd and she, she pressed through all the crowd, hemorrhaging blood and all. And, and when she touched Jesus, she touched him with faith. And in the middle of all the crowd and the people and all the noise, Jesus stopped right there and said, who was that that touched me? There was an element of faith. How many know that faith demands the attention of God? God wired it that way. And there's a lot of people who are struggling. They don't understand this thing called giving and finances because we're still trying to attack our financial situation. Get it from a natural perspective. And, but you serve a supernatural God who wants to move in a supernatural way, but he needs people that will dare to believe. And so we understand, church, that faith opens the door. Faith unclogs things. Faith moves heaven. Faith is everything to us, particularly as it relates to giving. I want you to understand this because how many know that sometimes God's going to ask you to, to sow into places. God's going to ask you to give. And sometimes it's not even going to make sense to you. How many know that woman of Zarephath that had that, that, had that, that, that little oil in a jar and you know, that's all she had. She had a son and it was a famine. And, and Elijah said, little woman, give me, give, give me some of the oil in the jar. What, I forget what else, else she had. Uh, it, was a, it was something else in the oil in the jar. Uh, what was it? Some cakes or something like that. And, and, and the man of God said, well, first, um, before you do that, before you take, take care of yourself, give it to me first. And, and then you'll be blessed. Church, how many know? That don't even make sense. I mean, you're a man and you're asking me. And how many know the Bible said that when that woman gave and did what the man of God said, she ate for many days. God bless her. Supernatural blessing. Here's what I'm trying to say. God will supernaturally bless your finances and God will do things in your life. And you'll sit back and you'll be like that lady on that video. You'll say, I don't even know how this happened. I'm a witness. I mean, I said, I'm like, I don't even know how it happened. I just know I made a commitment, and every time I give an offering to God, all, all I know is I do it by faith. I never just drop anything. I've never dropped anything in the offering. I mean, most of our text giving. Not, but when I sit down and I write my bills, the first thing I do, I take God's all right off the top. I set it off to the side, and I sow it in faith. And I'm believing that as a consequence of me doing that, then, then God is going to open doors for me. And God does it. And God wants to position all of us to be extravagant givers. But it starts with believing him. It starts with faith. Now, I'm going to say a couple of verses. I want to talk about faith and I want to jump right back into what Abraham did, because this was absolutely extraordinary of what Abraham did here in Genesis chapter 22. Uh, most of us read that particular passage of scripture, particularly if somebody who's not really religious and they read Genesis chapter 22, they think, man, Abraham was a nut. Abraham was Abraham was he was crazy. Abraham had what I call crazy faith. Then we got anybody in the room that got crazy faith. You know, the kind of faith that just don't make any sense. The kind of faith that people look at you and say, you need to be locked up for doing that. You need to be put in. See, Abraham was in the day's vernacular. People say, somebody needs to go lock that boy up. He's out of his mind. God said, Abraham, I want you to get up and go to a land that I'm going to show you. God didn't even tell him where he was going. So I want you to leave your family, everything you know. I want you to just get up and I'll tell you as you go where you're going to go. He said, I'll let you know later on. Just trust me. Brother Abraham saddled up. And before you knew it, he was gone. And I, and I believe, how many of you believe that church folks would have tried to talk him out of it? Come on. 
Come on, church folk would have had some counseling. Oh, we need to counsel Brother Abraham. That brother that lost it. I can see y'all now, brother. Come on, y'all, y'all. What is he doing? He's crazy. He just left everything. Talking about he believe in God. That's the kind of God, that's the kind of, Ab- that's the kind of man that Abraham was. And God rewarded him because, let me tell you something, you can never have too much faith in God. Are y'all hearing me, church? See, this is a good word, whether y'all want to acknowledge it. This is a good word. See, see, watch it. See, you can never have too much faith in God. God is faithful. I'm here to tell you that. Bible says in Hebrews 10, 38, now the just now, everybody say now. Come on. Say now. Now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. But now. The just shall. Everybody say shall. Now, he ain't asking. He ain't asking. That's a command. He said the just shall live by faith. But look at this church. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Wow. So God said, watch this. So when it comes to to kingdom life, every breathing moment, church, that our whole life from a spiritual dimension, it is all motivated and it works by faith. Now, the more that you get that revelation and you live in it, you'll begin to see the supernatural hand of God in your life. He said, the just shall live by faith. But then he says something that's very, very uh, eye-opening. He says, and my soul has no pleasure in those that draw back. In other words, he's saying, for those who are not going to live in faith, those who are not going to believe me, God is saying, he's like, hey, my soul, I have no pleasure. You got to believe. How many know that even for your salvation, I mean, Jesus purchased it, but how many know you got to believe? Or come on, walk with me. See, you got to, listen, you can't, you got to believe to be saved. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, faith is a necessity. That's why I believe, I believe that's when Jesus said that, that, that we blaspheme against the Holy Spirit and believe in God. That's why I believe that's the context. You got to believe God. You may not be perfect. You make your mistakes. But how many know that you have to come to a place and point in time in your life where you just simply believe God? You got to believe him. The Bible says, so you walk by faith and not by sight. Get that in your soul. See, this applies to every area of our life. It also applies to our resources, our money. We walk by faith and not by sight. I didn't say we are stupid. I said we walk by faith. We walk by faith. In other words, we walk Trusting God. We don't believe, we're not, we're not motivated just by what we see. We understand that everything that we see bows down to the unseen world. That's how we see things as Christians. So we don't walk by faith. You see, uh, we don't walk by what we see, we walk by faith. Faith is my proof of what I believe. That's what the Bible says in uh, uh, Hebrews 11. Now, I like that word, now faith is. Now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, my faith says I have it now. See, faith is the substance. Everybody say substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, brother, where is that? Brother, I believe by faith. I got it. By faith. Now, now. Everybody say now. Now, faith is the substance of things, the evidence of the things that I don't see. Now, we're setting the stage for this crazy guy we call Abraham. We're setting the stage because you got to understand, this is how that brother lived. 
Abraham couldn't do what he did walking by what he saw. I'm going to tell you right now, if I live by what I see, if, if I was back in those days and I was motivated and God called me to do that and I was looking at what I was looking at, I'd be like, oh, no, this don't make no, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, and, and most of you, most of you in here, you're super, you're, you're, you're super spiritual self. You'd be the same way. You'd be like, God, that don't make any sense. Have you ever said that to God? <laughs> God, that don't make any sense. God's like, well, I've been trying to tell you that when you walk with me, none of it's going to make sense. There's a lot of things that doesn't make sense in the natural, you see. See, the, now look at this, Hebrews 11.6. This is important because how many of you want to please God? Come on. How many of you want to please? I mean, seriously, you want, you want God to smile. You want God's favor. Anybody want the favor of God? You want God's blessing. You want God's favor. But look at it. The Bible says, but without faith, Hebrews eleven six, it is, watch this, impossible. No way. Can't happen. He says, without faith, there is absolutely no way on earth that anybody can please God. He said, can't happen. Can't happen. He says, how many know what impossible means? He said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Watch it. For he who come to God must. Everybody say must. You got to believe he is. But not only that, church, but you also got to believe that God is a rewarder of those that seek him. Are y'all hearing me, church? In other words, God rewards those because, see, when you're diligently seeking him, you're in faith. See, the diligent, see, when you're diligent, that means you're giving your whole heart. I mean, you're all into this thing. You're running after God. And, and when you come to that place, brothers, sisters, you're now, you're in faith. He says, it is impossible. God, re here's what I want you to understand. God rewards faith. That's what he rewards. If we're going to, listen, if we're going to be extravagant givers, we have to have faith to believe God, when God says, well, I want you to sow here, I want you to give there, I want you to share this, you have to have enough faith to say when God speaks, you got to say, you got to know it in your know it. Well, you know what? God just, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm, I just believe that this is what God wants me to do. How many of you would dare? I wonder how many in this room really come to a place where you truly, I mean, honestly, you don't have to tell me, but, but, but how many of you have truly, honestly made Jesus Christ Lord over your finances? I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, I know you know the scripture, you know, theologically. But how many of you have truly made you that you actually pray and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to spend your money? How do you want how many of you really, really do that? Because let me tell you something, church, that's the place where we got to go. If we're going to experience extravagant, if we're going to be extravagant givers, then, then we, we, we first got to relinquish it all to God. Because all God want to do anyway is bless you. Listen, God just wants you to be a conduit of blessing. And that what he told Abraham? Said, <laughs> so Abraham, oh, I'm going to bless you, boy, but I ain't going to just bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing. Can anybody say amen to that? That's, that's, boy, that's, that's when you know. That's when you know you're, you're at a great place. And so let's look at Abraham's faith here in Genesis chapter 22. So let's jump right on into this. So, so we understand something here. Watch. So, so we know that Abraham was considered throughout the Bible, he's considered the father of our faith. All right. So in other words, the father means that Abraham was our primary example. 
And boy, how many know that Abraham was a crazy example of faith? He's considered the father of our faith because Abraham, he, he, he set the tempo. He established a pathway. And watch, and, and, and we're called to think like that. We're called to live like that. We're called to have that kind of crazy faith that Abraham had where we just say, Lord, I believe your word in spite of what it looks like in the natural. God, whatever you say, God, whatever it is you want me to do. How many of you know that God wants absolute obedience? He wants to, he wants absolute. Now, he wants it because remember, all God wants to do is bless his kids. That's all God wants to do. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord goes to and throughout the entirety of the earth looking for somebody who would believe him or whom to whom he can show himself strong. So God is wanting to move in our lives. Now watch. So here it is in Abraham. So I'm just going to grab a couple of verses out of Genesis chapter 22. And so we want to just kind of talk about this. So, so I want you to keep in mind. So Abraham is considered the father of our faith. Watch. He's a father of faith. So he's that example. God had made Abraham a promise. He said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. And out of that, that seed that you and Sarah are going to bring forth, that seed will be the seed by which I will bring salvation through the, throughout the whole world. That's the promise God gave to Abraham. So here it is. Abraham is waiting for this promise. He's been waiting for, he waited for some 25 years or so for, the, for this promise of this child when, when, when Sarah finally, in her old age, gave birth to Isaac. And now God is going to do a, a strange thing. So now here it is that, that Abraham and Sarah have been waiting and believing God for, for years. And all of a sudden, this child kind of grows up and, and the child comes. And then God says something that's absolutely like, seriously, God? Like, you, you asking me to do what? I can see some of you right now saying, the devil is a lie. We start rebuking the devil. God says, take now your only son. Here's what he says. Let's look at it. God, God tested Abraham. He said in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. So watch. So now it came to pass after these things, watch, that God tested Abraham. Now, you got to get that in your spirit. God made him a promise, right? God already told him. So I'm going to bless you, Abraham. Look, go back to Genesis chapter 12. In your spare time, God already said, I'm going to bless you, son. And he said, the whole, all the families of the earth, son, is going to be blessed. God already told him I'm going to be blessed. But, but then, but the Bible said, but it came a point in time, see, that, that God tested Abraham. He put him to, in other words, God now has to prove his faith. How many know that God don't give you tests to fail you? God gives us tests to prove us. So, so your faith ain't real faith until your faith has been tested. How many of you like tests? <laughs> nobody really like, you know, nobody. But, but, but understand, that's how God do it. That's why the Bible says in, I uh, believe, James chapter 1, count it all joy when you fall into di diverse trials and tribulation and tests because all of that God is working something in your life. So what God does is God says, okay, I'm going to do this in your life. And then God begins to test us or to prove us that, because he needs that faith. He needs us to believe. He got to have that. For the level of what he want to do, he needs us to believe. So God has already stopped us. Abraham, I want to bless you, son. But then he said, but, but God does something crazy. He says, now, Abraham, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take, in verse 2, he said, I want you to take your son, the only one, the one you love. It's like, it's like, it's like God said, I know you love him. You love him with everything you got. I know you've been waiting. He said, I want you to take that son. 
and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. Some of us be trying to call CPS for God. God, God need to be, what's wrong with God? Now, understand something. God has a plan. So God says, Abraham, here's what I want, I want you to do this. And, and see, but here's the thing. That, that God is, remember I said before, God is always going to require a step of faith. This was Abraham's step of faith, right? This was Abraham's moment where God was going to bring it to pass, but Abraham still had to demonstrate that he believed God. And how many know it's one thing to say you believe God, but it's a whole other thing to know you believe God. You follow me? There's a lot of people, you talk to people all the time, we say it, it's almost like cliche, man, I don't believe in God. Here's the thing. If you believe in God, what are you doing to prove it? What tests have God, what have God done to demonstrate that you're believing him? See, watch. So watch this. So, so, and so God says, Abraham, here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your son, the only one, the one you love, and I want him to offer it. I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. And how many know that Abraham, the Bible says, here's, here's the amazing thing about it. The Bible says that Abraham just saddled up and he went straight to it. I mean, we don't see no record here of Abraham trying to argue with God about this thing. Because you see, let me tell you something. Abraham has so much faith in God. The Bible says that Abraham believed because how many know that God is not a man that he should lie? Right. So how many know that if God makes a promise, God got to fulfill his word? He has to. So the Bible says in Hebrews, you, know, you can just jot it down in Hebrews chapter 11. So let me kind of let you know what was in uh, uh, Abraham's mind. When God asked him to do this. So what in the world was Abraham thinking? What was, what was going on in Abraham's mind? So Hebrews eleven seventeen, 17. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17 through 19. And it says, by faith, when he was tested, Abraham offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said, and Isaac your seed, your seed shall be called. Now, verse 19, here's the key. Now, what was going on in, in Abraham's mind? Abraham was concluding that, watch this, here's what he concluded. What did Abraham conclude? He concluded that God was able to raise him even from the dead. So, so, so here's, what, here's what Abraham was saying. Abraham was like, okay, here's the deal. God made me a promise. He already told me what he's going to do in my life. So I know that this is a child. So if God is telling me to kill him, then God obviously is going to raise him up from dead. He has to do it because God made me a promise. How many know that's crazy faith? But see, you got to understand something. But whenever it comes to God, God is always going to put, he's always going to test us. He's going to put us through. Some of you right now, you're experiencing a test. It's, it's, it's like, and it came to pass. I want you to put your name there. That God tested Abigail. And it came to pass that God tested Diva. And it came to pass that God tested Gloria and it came to pass that God tested Edwin and it came to pass that God tested Walter do y'all understand this is what God do this is how he works because your faith ain't real faith until your faith has been tested Amen. I want you to get it Amen. it's gonna be tested you believe in God God is saying, okay I'm gonna require you just can't say you believe me well you got to show me something Prove it. And that's what faith is, the proof that we believe it. Watch this, church. So, so we know then in verse 3 that Abraham, extravagant faith. Here it is. Extravagant faith. Abraham just, it, 
Look, if I believe if Abraham, one of the things that Abraham would have on his head today, if he was here today, I believe he would have one of those Nike caps on his head. And you know what would be on that Nike cap? Come on. Just do it. How many know that, that Abraham, he just did it. God says, do it. Abraham, man, okay, God. See, how many know that's what God is looking for? See, you know if you really believe in God, if you just say, okay, if God, if God asks you to do something, you see it clearly through his word or he revealed it through his spirit, your attitude got to be, God, I just got to do it. It doesn't make sense. Understand something, oftentimes it will not make sense. It don't make sense if I got a whole bunch of bills. Why do I need to think about tithing? Why do I do that? Because you serve a supernatural God, and God is the one who is your source. The government, how many know the government ain't your source? That job you got ain't your source. How many know God is your source? If you believe that, come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on. If you, if you would say that he is your source, because that's what it is. God is trying to get you to see it. Listen, he wants you to understand, I'm your source. So you just take, I mean, that's why I tell you, you can't go wrong if you decide to, listen, you can't go wrong with tithing if your heart is right. If your heart is right, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong if your heart is right and God sees that. And so verse 17, look at verse number, I'm sorry, uh, verse number seven and eight. So Abraham, he just believed God. That would, he, he just believed. Look at verse number seven and eight in Genesis chapter 22. Says, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, look, at here's faith. Here's his faith right here. Y'all with me? Say amen. Look, here, he says, my son, here it is. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went up together. The whole time, Abraham stayed in faith. See, here's the key, church. We go in and out of faith sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Depending on the circumstance. We'll try God for a minute, and then if we don't see quick results, then we want to bail on God. But how many know you got to stay consistent with God? You got to make up your mind, because how many know that God won't follow through? How many believe that Abraham had follow through? I want you to understand something. Abraham had every intention on killing his son. Off from just as God said. Well, look, I, I want you to see it. Let, let's, let's look at, um, see, Abraham, look at verse number 10 and 12. See, Abraham passed the test. Look at this. And Abraham stretched out his hand, watch, and took the knife to slay his son. He, look, Abraham may take up a knife. He, Abraham wasn't, his attitude wasn't, well, it wasn't, a, a, okay, God, I got this knife. Can you please hurry up now, God? I know you're going to let me do this. No, no. The brother took up the thing and how many know, everybody say follow through. Abraham believed all the way through. He was like, I'm going all the way with this thing. How many know that that's all God was waiting for? I believe that God is waiting for somebody who will have the kind of faith that says, God, I made up in my mind that I'm going to stay consistent, that I'm going to go all the way with this. Because it's until you make that decision, because some of us make it conditional. <laughs> Come on, church. Yeah. Well, God, if you do A, B and C, then maybe. No, no. Abraham, you don't see that with Abraham, do you? Abraham said, he, he believed he got a word from God, and Abraham said, I'm going all the way with this thing because I believe that God's going to honor his word. Somehow, someway, me and that boy, we're going to come back down off this mountain. Somehow, someway, God got to keep his word. This was the attitude. And so watch this, brother. He said, Abraham stretched out his hand. He took the knife to slay his son. But the angel, angel, God had to send it. Send it hurry up, hurry up, boy. Jump the boy. Abraham's about to do it. But the, look at it. But the angel, verse 11, of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the lad and do 
or do anything to him. Watch this. Watch this. Here it is. For now I know. Do you get it? See, God was bringing him from the, see, it's not about talking about what you believe. God said, see, it's about what you do. We're going to talk about that here in a second because we're getting ready to close. Watch. But, but, but watch this. And, and, and so he said, do not lay your hand on life. For, for he says, and do not do any harm for him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son. Church, the whole thing was a test. How, can I ask you a question? How are you doing on your tests? The whole thing was just a test. God knew exactly what he was going to do. You know, you know, God has a habit of doing stuff like that. Didn't Jesus do something similar to that? You remember? Some of you don't know. He's like, Pastor, what are you talking about? You remember in Jesus in the gospel, he got ready to feed the 5,000? He looked at all the disciples. He said, look, a whole lot of people out here. He said, where are they going to get food from? And the Bible said that Jesus asked the question already knowing what he was going to do. But he was trying to position them to believe. And Jesus knew from the moment he asked the question, he knew that he was going to perform a miracle and feed 5,000 people. He knew it. So he has a habit of doing that. But that's the test. Because remember what I said before? Faith ain't really faith until that faith has been tested. You know, there's a lot of people. Let me give you another example. Let me let me give you one that I think you can catch it a little bit better. There, how many know there's a, a a lot of people that's like they, they say what ninety percent of Americans call themselves Christian. Have y'all seen some? But how many know that at a there's going to come a point in time that that's going to be put to test. Oh, oh, it's going to be put, and we're going to find out who is what. Are you hearing me, church? That's just how God does it. God always tests us. To prove our faith, because faith that hasn't been tested, that faith is, is, is just, it, it hasn't matured yet until it gets tested. So we know that Abraham passed. And because Abraham did it, because Abraham stepped in and said, God, I believe you. Here's what the Lord said in verse number 16 and 18. He says, watch, by myself. This is in Genesis chapter 22, verse 16 and 18. He says, now. By myself, because how I many know God had to swear by himself because there's nobody greater than God. So, so, so when God got nobody greater than himself, God says, well, I swear by myself. <laughs> In other words, brother, it's going to happen. He says, I, I swear by myself, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your only son. He says, verse 17, here's what he says I'm going to do. Here it is. Y'all ready for it? He says, blessing, I will bless you. There it is again. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is of the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. And in your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. Why? Because you are what? You obeyed my voice. Are y'all getting this this morning, church? So it's about obedience. God needs us to, God wants us to have, he wants us to, we got to believe him. We got to step out. We got to be willing to say, God, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. And some of us, we keep going through the same test because you haven't committed to it. You got to go, everybody say follow through. Come on, look at somebody and say follow through. 
and I used to shoot, I used to shoot basketball, and they used to always tell me, or I play golf, and one of the things they always, you got to follow all the way through. You got to finish. Some of us, we don't follow through. We stop midway. We just keep stopping, and we never get all the way through the thing, and therefore, we, we, we never pass the test. You got to follow through with God. You got to go all the way. If, this, if you want to be, you want to receive extravagant blessings so that you can be an extravagant giver, then you got to have extravagant faith. You just got to be one of those that says, God, I'm going to leave you and I'm going all the way, God. And I don't care what it, you know, I, I, I made decisions in my life financially and, I, and, and it went something like that. I said, God, I don't understand. It don't make sense, but I'm just going to do it. Uh, it's tight. I don't know how we're going to make it. Uh, one salary on a police salary don't make sense to me, but I'm just going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. God, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If all my kids are here, uh, you know, you would see them and, and, no, and nobody missing meals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we live in a nice neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, we're, we're, all, all I'm saying is we're blessed. Let me tell you why. I know I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you this. I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on God. I'm just telling you what God will do. I, this ain't about Pastor Gary. I'm just telling you what God will do. Listen, you can't all give God, but you got to follow through. You got to believe. Some of you, you want to break through. You want God. Listen, God is not going to financially bless you until you develop faith to believe him. The way that you need, the way he wants to bless you. Oh, God will provide. He's faithful. But, but if you want to get into the area of the extravagant, you got to do some extravagant things. And, and, and it requires extravagant faith. See, so here's what we know. All the while, and we get ready to close, all the while God was setting Abraham up to bless him the whole time. That's all God was doing. He was setting him up to be not just to, to, to be an extravagant giver, but, but God first was, was developing him to be, to, he blessed him extravagantly so that he could be an extravagant giver. And, and Abraham is known today for being a man that was blessed and wealthy simply because he had crazy faith. He just believed God. See, so what is this faith? James says this. This is what authentic faith is. I, I want to leave you with this thought. So what does a prophet, my brother? This is James 2.14. What does a prophet, brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he don't have no works? You following? James, this is what James, James saying. He said, it don't profit you none to talk about you believe God, but then there's nothing that you have to show that you believe him. I always, I always go back to that. So I, I challenge myself this way. If I ever tell myself I'm going to leave in God for something, God always bring me back to, okay, to how are you showing that? Because I'm going to have to, in other words, there has to be something that, there has to be some, there has to be some works there. We don't work to get into heaven, but, 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 but we work because we know we are already there. And we understand that the whole, all of heaven is accessed by faith. We understand that principle. And the Bible says in James, the same James, verse 17 to 18, it says, faith without works is dead. Faith without works. Pastor, what are the works? The works is our works of faith, our belief in him, what we are doing to demonstrate that we believe him. That's what he said. He said, faith without works is dead. In other words, don't just tell me how much you believe. The Bible said the devil believes, but how many know the devils ain't going to heaven? The devils believe in the Bible said they tremble. No, believe meaning that I'm trusting God, I'm relying on God, and God, here's, I'm going to show you that I trust you by doing this. See? God, I'm going to take a step of faith. This don't make sense to me. I've never done this before, God. I've never done it, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a seat. I'm going I'm to I'm challenge somebody with this. If it's for you, take it and run with it. But this, I feel the Holy Spirit is moving right now. I believe, listen, 
just take a seat. I don't know how much it is, how, what amount. And say, I've never did it before, but, but just say, God, I'm going to take you at your word and take the thing and, and, and just soar it into the kingdom of God. Just soar it. And do it in faith. Just believe God. And watch what God will do. And commit to it. Stay consistent. Because faith without works is dead. How many know that Abraham, the Bible even says in James 22, 21, 23, it takes us back to Abraham. In James 20, I'm sorry, James chapter 2, verses 21 and 23. He says, was not our father Abraham? Then, so, so we see James is going all the way back. He said, look, here's what real faith is. Was not our father Abraham justified by works when he offered his son on the altar? He says, do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect or mature. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. How do we know Abraham believed God? Because of the steps of faith we did. We know Abraham believed God because he took his son up that mountain. We know that Abraham believed God because when God told him, I want you to go to a place in Genesis chapter 12, I'm going to show you where I'm going. We know, we can truly say that we know that Abraham believed God because of what he did. What have you done to demonstrate that you believe God? What have we done as a people, as a church, to demonstrate it because God requires it? Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. How do you know that he's give, give, give gets the ball rolling? You notice he says, he said, you give, then it will give, be given to you. No, we don't want it that way. We just want, we just want to receive. Now, God says, you want the ball to get rolling? Give, and then it will be given to you. See, the Genesis 8.22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter, and day and, and, day and night shall not cease. God has established in the earth a principle called seed time and harvest. It's, it's, it's manifesting in natural, but it begins in the realm of the spirit. So this principle of seed time and harvest is something that Christians got to lay hold on. See, in the spirit realm, here's what he's really saying. That, that, that it, you cannot get a harvest if you don't want to plant no seed. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Part of what we were doing yesterday, church, we were planting seeds. I'm right about it. It was a seed. We, we believe God. Well, how do we know? Because we went out there. We went out there to that, that house. We got up on a Saturday morning and we showed. We said, God, we believe you. How do I know we believe? Because we're going to show up and we're going to serve. We planted a seed. So watch this. There's a lot of people that want to harvest, but they ain't planting no seed. Now, you will look at a farmer. If a farmer comes to you and say, hey, brother, brother Walter, uh, man, it's, it's, it's harvest time. I ain't got no harvest. And, and, and Walter said, well, brother, how come you got no, did, did you plant any seed? No, I didn't plant no seed, but I was believing God for the harvest. Well, to be like, bro, you got what you, God is not marked whatsoever man sows what? That, see, your seed is your faith. Your seed is your faith. That's where it is. For every one of us in this room, our seed is our faith. All God is all I'm, all God wants to do today, church, and I'm done. Listen, all God wants to do is is establish us for the extravagant. 
I believe that God want to part. See, all I've done is just taking you to the scripture to show you how that, that, that when we have extravagant faith, that God will extravagantly bless us, which then in turn will allow us to be a blessing to other people. Because that's, I, I begin, I, 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 again, I say it again. God wants to be a conduit through all of us. That's it. But we got to take those steps of faith. Let's take a step of faith. Let's believe God. Do something. Prove, let, allow God. Pass the test. Whatever God asks you to do. And if you're convincing your soul that this is what God said, then just do it. That's all I can tell you. And watch what God do. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for.